Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to Conversation Time. I'm actually I'm actually being a little bit strange as I record this. My voice might sound a little bit all over the place, but my watch has just told me to stand up after having been sat down for quite a long time. So usually I just, you know, I'll stay still and be like, whatever watch, you're not the boss of me. But right now I am absolutely the boss of my watch. I feel like I've been sat down all morning editing. So here we are. Welcome to Conversation Time, active edition. Actually, that fits really well with my guest today. My watch has told me I've done it. I can sit down, but you know, I'm going to stay sit now anyway. So yeah, this this guy has been in my life for a very long time. He is the husband of one of my best friends and he went to the same schools as me and we kind of only really started crossing paths towards the end of school in sixth form where we both did performing arts. A lot of our studies were the same. We chose a lot of the same subjects. So we were in a lot of the same classes or we crossed over a little bit and we, we did some performances together. One notable one that we did was Alice in Wonderland where I I played Alice and he was the Mad Hatter. Really weirdly as well, his sister Chloe was actually at Disney doing the CRP at the same time as me. So he came out to visit with his wife, one of my best friends, Katie, and we all went around Magic Kingdom and had breakfast together. So that was really nice and just shows how small the world that we live in is. Anyway, today I'm joined by Will Nicholson, who is also known online as Willpower. He is a personal trainer, a fitness coach, and all of that good stuff. You can find him on Instagram at willpowernicholson and I will leave his information in the show notes so you can go and check him out. We had some really good conversations today. It was a really funny conversation. We spoke about a lot of things really varied from lockdown to social media to fitness to the law of attraction. So yeah, this is a slightly longer episode, but it's a real good one. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you're listening while you're doing your chores or going on a walk or doing something really mundane and this just makes it all that little bit better. Hey, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Haven't seen you in like, feels like years. Probably nearly is a year. I know. Well, what was it? March? No, it wasn't even March. January. January. Oh my God. Time is just like, doesn't exist to me anymore. I know. And now people are putting up their Christmas trees. I know. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I'm all here for the the Christmas tree stuff because I feel like, you know, November just seems to not be happening anymore. So why not just go straight in? Yeah, mate, I'm exactly the same. Normally, like, I'm the person, like, on November 1st, like, oh my God, I can't believe that. It's, it's Halloween. I've still got my Halloween decorations up and the neighbours put up their Christmas tree. But now I'm like, Katie, when can we put up ours? <laughs> <laughs> can we go for it now? Well, can, we, can we go for it? But we're in, we're in the middle of moving house. It's like, I, I had the conversation with her the other day. I was like, we might not even get a Christmas tree this year. And she was like, oh. no, we're definitely getting a Christmas tree. Even if it's a little thing to stick in the corner yeah. whilst we're surrounded by boxes, you can't not have a done. Christmas tree for goodness sake. So when no, you no. when when does the move like how's the moving process going for you? It's not bad. I'm currently sat in my I call it my office, but it's just surrounded by boxes. No one can see <laughs> us at the moment. But I'm I'm in like a cardboard fortress right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a lot of cardboard boxes, but I haven't packed anything. That's a job to do today. That's on my to do list. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of adulting to do today you know how's how's chris how's chris is he all right yeah he's good yeah he started like a whole new career so he's like he's so happy yeah he's so happy it's so good to see because i i think since i've known him and i think this is just a thing with everyone around our age group you go through that period where you're like 
the fuck am I doing with my life? Who am I meant to be? What am I meant to do? Like, I don't think I know what it is I want out of my life. And everything's kind of been confusing up until now. And then he just decided one day he was like, I quite like the idea of coding. And now he's like, I finally feel like I found my thing. He's That's like no, 27, nearly 28. I've finally got there. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. Oh, uh, I'm glad you said that because that's happened to me like five times since March. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? This lockdown, it sucked for a lot of people and, you know, people lost their jobs and mm. um, it's a terrible, terrible thing that happened. I mean, a lot of people got off really well. I know, I know a lot of people that were basically spent all summer on the beach getting mm. paid for it. And I was like, oh, good for you, hon. Stop fucking bragging on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I hate you. I, um, I'm obviously a personal trainer. I work in a gym, but I'm also a carer as well. So luckily that kind of the care job helped keep me afloat with, with my gym work because my care provides over 50% of my income because mm-hmm. I work for one man and I live with him for two days a week. So typically I start on a Sunday morning and I look after him. He's got cerebral palsy. So he's completely reliant on other people to do everything physically for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's all there mentally he went to university he's a writer so Mm -hmm. i mean that's quite a different job as well i get to like help him and we do interviews and and write things and read his scripts and that so it's really interesting yeah but um it's good to have that because basically meant i could still keep the lights on at home because otherwise we would just be like no money coming in because it wasn't eligible for furlough and i was like oh Mm -hmm. cool you know thanks but that's the frustrating thing like i think so many people miss that and then it was kind it went under the radar i feel like there's a lot of people i know that didn't get furlough like i myself i didn't Mm -hmm. get furlough I know a lot of people that are self-employed that missed out on you know if they had their own company they missed out on any grants they missed out on furlough and that like I've got a few people that they were self-employed for just under the threshold and completely Mm. missed out on everything and it's like there wasn't really much attention put on those people and how it was going through lockdown at the beginning no and then um, (laughs) I tell a few people I trained uh when the gyms and everything opened back up uh, I, I changed my whole, uh, the way I was training people anyway, if I, I'll get into that. But so I was training one lady and she was like, yeah, oh, I just sucks. I'm just, I don't know what to do all the time. And I was like, oh, are you still, are you still on furlough? And she's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, is, is, is the rate gone down? And, and she's like, no, I'm on 80% still. And I was like, oh, so you'll get 80% of your wages and you don't know what to do with your time. I was like, here's a list of potential hobbies you might enjoy. <laughs> like, yeah. Go and find yourself. You're like, you're a, you're a young woman, go and do stuff. Stop. And uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts this morning when I went on a run and uh, it was the uh, cake and yoga one with Immy because mm-hmm. obviously I know Immy as well. So I was like, oh, brilliant. I'll go listen to this one on my run today and um, get into that. And um, it was just, it, 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 there was a lot of the, you know, the whole finding yourself in, in that mm-hmm. one and meditation and being kind to yourself. And, how that a lot of people are stuck in a social media kind of rut. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Amy, Amy and yourself were right saying in that, in that episode that um, our generation, our kind of age group just kind of just missed it in terms of we were around just as it was launching. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you probably had a Nokia 3210 at one point in your life, right? Oh yeah. Or a, or a Sony Ericsson or oh, something like sure. that. I, I didn't get Facebook until... In fact, I, I remember I, iPhones had been around. I think I first got an iPhone when the iPhone 4 came out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got like Twitter and Facebook and then shortly after that, Instagram. And then, yeah, life's been a bit shit ever since then, strongly enough. Um, yeah, I want to say that. Looking at that like evolution for all of us, I mean, it did start 
with the Nokia 3210 and it was mm. all about snake. That was as much as it got. And then we went on to colored phones. I can't remember what it was I had, but it was a phone that was color. And that Motorola. is so, how weird is it to think though, like people oh, like in the generation way before us were like, oh yeah, we were there when there was an introduction to, you know, color on TV. And we're like, yeah, phones mm. suddenly got color. And yeah. I remember I got a Blackberry and that's when, you know, you had, what was it? BB, BBM? BBM. Yeah, BBM, and he had BBM yeah. and we had like instant messenger on MSN. And then it was like the flip phone era. And then it went into iPhone. Like I didn't get iPhone, an iPhone for a really long time. Like I was really mm. behind. I was like, yeah, Blackberry for life. And then yeah, <laughs> iPhone like opened up a whole new world for me. And I mean, we definitely miss it. Like we definitely missed what kids have now. And I'm, I'm very yeah. grateful for that. But Oh, mate. Oh, my gosh. We are so lucky. Like imagine I, I said to, I said to uh, Kate before I was like imagine being in like year nine about to go and see your GCSEs and you remember feeling all that pressure we had I mean we can get onto this before I remember being told basically at sixth form oh if you don't go to university you're gonna be a fucking piece of shit for the rest yeah. of your life and I was like oh my god I've got to go to uni oh quick pick a subject uh, I'll go for that one I don't know and then I bottled it I didn't go in the end and I was like oh, do you know what I don't it's not necessarily what I want to do I feel like it's just being pushed upon yeah. us if I want to go I'll go another year um but imagine having to do, having to deal with all that pressure, and at the same time, you're you've got your phone in your pocket, and you go, oh Instagram, oh Facebook, oh Twitter, you know, all of those distractions going on. Like I would not be able to get through school, and it's only through being aware of that now. And I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I have Facebook and I have Instagram. I don't really have mm -hmm. Twitter because it's just I just don't see it really. Um, but the stuff that I absorb and I listen to, I try to make sure that it's, it's productive or it's creative. So I do become aware of when I'm wasting my time very, very quickly, but mm. it doesn't stop it from happening. Like no. you can be, you can be this, you know, amazing, um, I don't, I, um, guru, a meditation guru, and you're all Zen and, and loving life. And, uh, your phone could go off and you could still get lost in your phone for 15 minutes and just realize, yeah. what the hell am I looking at? Why am I looking at baby Yoda tattoos? You know? um because that's what i was looking at before i got here today <laughs> so like, as that that's why i was installing pinterest again today because i was like ah oh, okay oh well i need to reinstall pinterest yeah. well this is the place to go if i'm going to look for baby yoda tattoos oh my goodness on another it's... note do you watch the mandalorian i don't know i need to chris is like you need to watch it and loads of people because I, I i hate to admit this and people are always like you're a fake disney fan and you're just useless i've i've never watched star wars um, no, that's fine. Yeah, a lot of people are like, "How have you never seen Star Wars?" And yet, I've been to like Galaxy's Edge and done all the things at mm -hmm. Disney, and have been like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" But I've still, I think I'm going to do it this lockdown. I'm going to take the time to actually watch it all, and I'm going to watch mm -hmm. it backwards the way it's meant to. Four, four five, six, one, two, three, seven, yeah. eight, nine. So yeah. I'm going to watch it that way rather than watch it from one through because I want to watch it. People, you get some. I mean, you can get some real diehard Star Wars fans. They're like, you must watch it this way, and then don't watch this film and yeah. rah 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 and all that. That's one thing I did throughout lockdown. In the first one, anyway, I feel like in in, in another year's time, I'm gonna be like, do you remember that third lockdown? How good was the third? One? <laughs> oh, I really like that. Like, oh, I'm hopeful this is okay. the last one. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, yeah. Like, I mean, hopefully it's just four weeks, and there's you know there's news of a vaccine and whatnot. Hey, I know. would you get the vaccine? No. I, Would I wouldn't get the vaccine. I, I fancy see, my chances. I know. This is my thing. Like, I'm I'm not an anti-vaccine. Like, I do, I'm not anti-vaccination no. at all. Like, I do think, like, all the vaccinations I've had, I've been fine. And, I, you know, I know there's loads of conspiracies, but I kind of just ignore that and 
you know, I've got them in my body. I'm fine. Like I've lived, it's mm. okay. And I do think that they're important and they've, you know, they've been in people for generations and everyone's been fine so far, but when something new comes out and it's not even been tested for a year, obviously someone that's very conscious of their health and wants to put the right things in their body. Like I won't even take like the contraceptive pill or put anything like that in yeah. my body. Cause I don't like what it does to me. And it, the fact that it changes my hormones and does stuff like that. So when they bring mm. out a vaccination, that's not even been tested for a year. My first response is hell fucking no. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure I had the virus in December and yeah, I absolutely went down like a lead balloon. It was awful. I was mm. so ill, but I kind of would rather risk my chances of getting it again than risk my health in the long run because I just don't know what it would do. You know, that that's just where I stand. You don't know you don't know what the effects ten years down the line are. No. You know, and I always think of there was a funny sketch, I think it was on The Simpsons or Family Guy, and it was about when when laser eye surgery first came out and they were like, oh yeah, it's completely safe and completely fine. And then it was like 10 years later, their eyeballs fell out or something <laughs> like that. I was like, I can just see something like that happening. Yeah. You know? But it's interesting. So were you in um, Florida in, you were in Florida in December, weren't you? Yeah. Is that when you reckon you had it before? See, I think, um, I think Chloe got it when in January as well, because mm -hmm. um, she normally goes down quite bad if she just gets the flu anyway. She's, yeah. she's asthmatic. And when we were over there, before we got there, she was like, I'm just really feeling like rough, like drag and dragging herself around and that. And then we were there for four days in Disney World. So if there's any like Disney park enthusiasts listening now, they're probably like, how the fuck did you do that in D Disney in like four days? And I'm like, mm. well, we didn't. We, we basically <laughs> just did me wanting to go to Galaxy's Edge over and over again. Yeah. Um, but um, we dragged her around with us. I feel bad now because when we're on our flight home, when we landed found out she was like in the doctors again and they were putting her on steroids and all sorts and i was mm. like oh gosh and then like you know swipe left and you're like oh look coronavirus is escaping from china <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i think it already had yeah it definitely <laughs> had like i think yeah. because we worked in the world showcase as well and because um i was talking to my friend about this the other day we're so intertwined in that world showcase because you all live together and you all you don't work with the people from other countries but you live with them and you go on nights out mm. with them and it's very much it's like the uni experience but like i would say yeah. times 10 because you are constantly with them and there's so many different people and chris went down first and it kind of it like went around our pavilion so quick like everyone started getting it I remember Chris feeling quite rough in January as well. I yeah, think, it lasted. Point. I mean, you guys him. did, you worked so hard while you were yeah. out there as well. You like, were like constantly working. Well, this is so what we, is we, we don't know if it made it worse that we, and this is the worst thing that like we obviously worked the whole way through it, but we, it was a really weird thing. Like everyone was getting it. Everyone was still working. Everyone was still doing those. And like, before we both got this illness, we were up every day at like 7am. We were in the parks by nine. We were making the most of our time there. Cause that was one thing we mm. wanted to do that year. We were like, we need to make the yeah. most of our time in the parks and, you know, do everything that we didn't do last time. And then as soon as we got ill, it was the weirdest thing. Like I am such an early riser. I'm always up by like 7.30 at the latest. And I like being up and out doing things. And after I recovered from being ill, what well, I don't think I ever really recovered, I couldn't wake up. Like I'd be in bed until midday and then mm. I'd have work at four and I'd just sit in bed all day. And I was like, what's happening to me? Why do I feel like this? And I've just had this fatigue that's not left me yet. And it's really mm. weird. And then when you speak to other people, they're like, oh, I had that too. And I still feel like that. You're like, Jesus, this, this virus just seems to stay with you without having like the cough and without having 
like the the night sweats and all of that you just still have this like I'm tired quite a lot of the time I feel like I'm only just starting to get over it now Mm. I have read a few different articles and saying that you know it does it it can still be affecting people up to six months later Mm. feeling very lethargic and things like that but um when I was thinking this morning just as I was on my run I was like do you know what it's actually I mean I commend you massively for like leaving the Isle of Wight for people that don't know the Isle of Wight is a bubble in itself we're on the the southernmost tip of you what are the islands below us well they the Jersey Islands yeah no it's a Jersey, yeah, the, yeah, the Jersey, and Jersey yeah yeah no one counts them you can't get a little ferry over there you, <laughs> you have to fly but you have to fly um so like everyone always says the Isle of Wight is like 30 years behind the rest mm. of England you know probably 50 years behind London and um to go from like this to packing up, moving to America and then being like, yep, I'm just going to be here and work in Disney and that now. I was just mega brave because when I was over there, I didn't, my sister was never into like, I didn't know what Chloe was going to do with her life. She was just like, she was the only girl in a family of, uh, there was me and my brother and then I've got four boy cousins as well. So she's like the only girl that my grandparents have as well. So mm-hmm. she's like the grown up, the princess, do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. God knows what she's going to do. Do you know what I mean? And then for her to be like, yeah, I'm moving to America. And we're like, Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, sure. We'll see how long that lasts. And when I saw her over there in, in January, I was just like, wow, it's so brave to come from what we know as normal life, which is very much a, a, a countryside village. We, ha- we don't have, we have towns and villages. We don't have cities mm-hmm. on the Isle of Wight. Newport is not a city. Do you know no. what I mean? Um, that's Newport, Isle of Wight, not Newport, Car- um, Newport in uh, Wales. Wales, isn't it? And uh, it's just, well, mate, you know, how, how off to you? Because when I saw it out there, I was like, wow, this is such a big thing. It literally mm-hmm. feels like, I never went to uni, but it looks like the uni experience times 10 mm-hmm. with more pressure because every time she went somewhere, she's like, oh, I need this card to go and swipe in here. And then I've got to see this person about this thing. And then I was like, wow, the logistics of this whole operation is insane. And yeah, man, I just take my hat off to you because it's just, it seems like such a brave thing to do. I mean, I feel like I have no idea still what I'm doing with my life anyway, so why not? But mm. who knows? It's just, just such a, it's a different experience and it's, it does give you so much. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it, you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about other cultures and Mm. you make so many lifelong friends out there like the people from my first program I'm still very much good friends with and the people from my second program I'm still very connected with and it's like I feel like you have this whole other family when you do it and that's such a nice feeling Mm. to know that you've kind of got family all around the world now and I could go to Norway and I've got people in Norway that I know would you know come and see me or people in Germany that like I don't know, thinking about all of that now, I'm like, oh, I really want to go to all those places and see all those people yeah. because you do just make such solid friendships. And that, that is kind of all life is about, is just, you know, making connections with people that it's are... connection, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing deeper than all, everyone being thrown into, like, a, a pot and being like, right, you've all got to go work together and live together and party together now because yeah. you've got no option. You've got to get on with people. You've got to be um, tolerant and understanding and, and make an effort with people and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I never, I never had that because I never, I never went to uni. I never did a gap year or anything like that. And I was just like, oh, do you know, what? it's really nice. Not that I do. I don't feel like I'm missing out or anything. If no, I want to I mean, do those things, different. I can go and do those things. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just um, that's that, that's that's a really interesting thing, you know, to talk about as well. It's like 
the the pressure that's on young people to like make these decisions. I remember at GCSE, you need to make the right decision because if you don't make the right decision now, you're not going to get the right A levels. And if you don't get the right A levels, you're not going to go to university. If you don't go to university, you're not going to get a good job. And that's just like, I mean, what's it all for? Hold on, I'm I'm 13. Yeah, I want to go home and play PlayStation. Oh, honestly. Thank, thank like, God Instagram hasn't been invented yet. Woo. Yeah. Like, oh my God, looking back on that time, I remember when we were in that last bit of sixth form and I, I just, I remember everyone feeling so much pressure and having absolutely no clue. And I went to dance school as well. So I'd do that hours yeah. every day after school. And I had my dance teacher as well being like, if you're not doing university, you're going to a dance college. You need to start looking at auditioning places. You need to start looking at this, this and this. And I had like, on one hand, it was like, you should go to a dance college. On the other hand, it was like, you need to go to university. And I was like, oh my God, can't I just be a human? Yeah, exactly. And that is the, that is the thing. I, I think the, the way our system is, is, is made for young people and children and um, that the development of, 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 of brains and things, it really doesn't work. So, I'm not going to say I'm a fitness hippie because I'm not, but I'm like, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and read a lot of articles and I'm open to everything, everything mm-hmm. that like could potentially make you a better human, whether that's um, uh, through meditation, through yoga, through strength training, through CrossFit, through doing a flipping Sudoku. Okay. Now uh, this is one thing. Do you remember the book, the, I think it was the 5am club yes. or the 4am club. The 5am club. I think I spoke to you. Yeah, I think I've spoken about it before because I read it and you read it at the, at the same time, Robin yeah. Sharma. And um, it was really interesting. And the whole premise of the book is that if you get up at 5 a.m., your life will just be, become infinitely better. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you get up at 5 a.m. and uh, you have, uh, you can meditate for 20 minutes, you can exercise for 20 minutes, and you can just be nice to yourself for 20 minutes. And then you start your day, and then the rest of your day is amazing. Now, I, and uh, I started it and I, I probably did about a week of it. And I was just like, I feel like shit because this is not helping me at all and i stopped it anyway fast forward another month or so and i bought a new book um i think his name is dr matthew walker Mm -hmm. now he is a sleep scientist now i've heard he studied sleep for 30 years yeah dr matthew was incredible he was on i recommend for anyone that's listening now the book is very hard to read it's very sciencey um but even he says in a podcast i listen to he's like if the book puts you to sleep because it's that boring good i'm doing a good job yeah. because um and i recommend the first place you should listen to and i'm going to sound like a joe rogan bro now like yeah bro you gotta <laughs> listen to joe rogan um but he gets the really interesting people on there you know yeah. and he was on there and he literally explains why sleep is so important um particularly at a young age mm-hmm. um and our school system he's like he says it's idiotic that where the children have to be up at seven and be in school by or some school they have to be in school by half eight you know or eight o'clock um, and then teachers and parents complain that the kids are lazy and, mm-hmm. and they've fallen asleep in classes and they're not trying. Your brain actually uh, changes a, a hell of a lot um, from the ages of like, well, well, from when you're born till about your mid twenties, your brain is still developing. Now your brain only actually develops when you're asleep. This is, I'm sat in front of my piano right now. Can you hear that? <laughs> now, so <laughs> um, when you are learning anything, okay, whether that be uh, a maths equation, whether that be a piece of music, a language, okay, mm-hmm. it's always better to do that at a young age because your brain is more malleable. It's more, it, it can absorb information much yeah. better. However, those, the way your brain makes those connections, those synapses, I don't know the science. I'm not a scientist, okay? But that doesn't happen until you're asleep. 
okay? Your brain doesn't actually do the process of memorizing things till you're asleep. Have you ever been in a situation before where you're like, oh, just let's put it to dance or, 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 or a script or mm-hmm. something like that. And you're like, oh, I can't get this wrong. I'm not remembering it, okay? And you do it and you do it, you do it. It's just not sitting well. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I remember it today. Oh, I can do it better today. Yeah. Because your brain has actually started to make the connections um, that, will, uh, that will help you learn that skill or mm-hmm. that script, you know? And so it, it seems to completely counterintuitive to be like, right, let's get all our kids and let's, let's make them go to bed at um, nine o'clock, even though they probably won't go to bed until 11 o'clock. Um, now you've got the introduction of phones and things. So they're just going to be glued to that into their, in their bedrooms as well. Uh, then we'll get them up super early and we'll send them to school. And, we, and hopefully they'll, you know, become rich and famous and be really, really clever and knowledgeable and have such mm-hmm. really good skills. There's also a thing that your body clock changes a lot particularly in teenagers you know you've got the the stereotype of the lazy teenager that's up all night and wants to sleep in late that's a biological thing whereby your body clock is programmed to want to go to bed later i'm not sure why again disclaimer i'm not a scientist but you want to sleep later and you uh we want to go to bed later as well and um so that 5am club thing after that i was like you know that's just it actually doesn't work yeah and the the good thing i'm going to slate it a little bit now like it has a good message in that you know you need to be kind to people and you want to look after yourself and everything but the way it goes about it the method just doesn't work from a scientific background Mm -hmm. and also it puts the pressure on the person it said oh well if it's not working for you you're not trying hard enough you need to do another four weeks or get up at Mm -hmm. 5 30 which leads me on Two, the law of attraction. The law of attraction is a is a pet hate of mine. Did I tell mm-hmm. you I made notes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready for you. This is uh, this right. is interesting. Okay. Obviously, this is one of my favorite things. Yes, I know it is, and I know it's because I was. Uh, I know that you're open to debate and discussion as well yeah. as am I because I've tried. Yeah. I've read the secret. I, mm-hmm. Okay, it's now. I don't believe. I believe that the. I think it, the law of attraction is crap. Okay. I think that the way it is it is a brand it is a, it is effectively a brand mm-hmm. and the way it is marketed to people is almost like if if you do this really well nice things will happen and 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 your life will be amazing and you will manifest a great life for yourself and you'll pull all these lovely energies to you and i was like oh that sounds really nice oh and if you try it and it doesn't work you then you're not doing it right and you're not trying hard enough so it completely puts the pressure on the person so that oh if it doesn't work that's actually your fault it's not our fault now the premise of it i really really like and that being that you need to just think positively i i completely am behind the whole positive attitude of of it and being nice to people treating others how you would like and uh trying to see the optimism in 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 every situation if the law of attraction if you follow it and you read the secret and it doesn't work well you're not trying hard enough you need to try harder so that take completely takes the pressure off of that method because it's your fault it's not the method's fault i I will i'll defend the the law of attraction a little bit here because Mm. so when i first read the law of attraction that was one of the first well the two books that i read at the beginning that were about this i read the secret and the cosmic ordering service and when i read the cosmic ordering service probably second I read The Secret and I was like, okay, amazing. Like my life is going to change now. And then mm. little things did change, but a lot didn't change. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I tried everything. I asked, I believed, and I, re- I didn't receive. And I was like, so, okay, there's a flaw here. Something's not right. And I got really mad and was like, this is unfair. Life's unfair. This doesn't work. Um, and then I looked into it more and then I, I did, I think this is the problem with The Secret and it's why it's not one of my favorite books in the world. Like as much as I like The Secret and I like what it 
like opened for me. I don't think the book is as clear as it could be. There are other books mm. I've read since that are more on the science of the law of attraction and are more like they go into it in a lot more of a deeper way. Like there's Esther and Jerry Hicks. They're very good to read because they kind of go into the science of it, why it might not be working for you and why it's it's all down to your belief system. I think there's a lot that happens when you're growing up that you start learning. And like, for me, I've always had this thing in my head that I am not worthy. I am not good enough. So when I asked for things like at the beginning, I used to ask for a million subscribers. I was asking, but I wasn't believing that I deserved it. And I didn't even, that wasn't like a, a conscious thing. That was a very subconscious thing that was happening in my brain and something that I didn't even notice until years later. I was like, I've, I've always asked for it. And straight away, that thing in the back of my head is like, but that will never happen. And so of mm. course it, it never did happen because unless you are completely open and kind of you don't like no one has this no one no one has a belief free or very strong and positive beliefs enforced in them because as you grow up you unfortunately go through things or meet people that will instill these bad beliefs into you and it just molds you into this kind of you know, like you're not as open to everything as you were when you were a very small child before you kind of learn and were programmed to the way you are and so it is very difficult to manifest if you haven't addressed other things in your life. So if you haven't addressed the fact that you don't feel worthy or that a cup of coffee isn't the same as a million pounds, then you are going to struggle. And unless you wholeheartedly know that it is possible for you, you won't have it. And I know that sounds yeah. really weird and that's a really long-winded way of saying it, but I, I no, think no, no. that is I, the floor I, with the secret. Yeah. And because it does, it sounds like this other, these other books, you're going to have to send me these names because I do like, mm. to, I'm totally open to it and I, yeah. I like to learn. So I would totally read those. Um, but the secret doesn't explain anything. Now, no, it doesn't. Thoughts, thoughts become actions. Okay. So if you suddenly start thinking, for example, oh yeah, I'm right. I believe I'm going to have a million subscribers and I want a million subscribers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask the universe for it you're already going at it with a positive mindset. And then what are the chances that you're likely going to put out an extra video that week? What are the chances that you're then likely to put out um, more content um, and be more proactive about it? And what are the chances you're going to keep it up for longer with that belief? Mm -hmm. Well, then you're doing the actions, which are then going to get you a yeah. million subscribers, you know, because just believing it Isn't itself enough. won't, won't, no, of no. course it won't. So, and that's, that's my problem with it mm -hmm. is that I see a lot of, I see a lot of Instagram and things and people are just like, yep, yeah, I'm manifesting my best life. I'm going to write it down. I'm like, yeah. cool, but what are you doing about it? Yeah, exactly. Like, that, and that apart is the, from that. That is the problem. And that is why The Secret is a very flawed book and why other books, like this book I have right here, Everything is Figureoutable. This is something I so, highly yeah, recommend. Yeah, yeah. I just started reading it and I think it Amy, is... Amy recommended it to you, didn't she? Yeah, I think? she recommended it to me. And it's like, I think a lot of the things she talks about are that could be sort of related back to the law of attraction. She doesn't actually say anything about manifesting in there. However, mm. her whole way of it is actually reinforcing it. And I think that's the problem with like, I think the biggest issue with the secret is the fact that it doesn't say to you, Hey, if you want a million subscribers, you also have to really look at what you're doing, put in the work, also believe in yourself and mm -hmm. know it's just going to, you know, know that everything that you're doing 
is is going to make it happen like you can't you can't put in 10 percent effort ask visualize and wish for it to happen and expect results like i can't just put up a video not do anything editing wise to it not learn not look at my analytics not try and cater to my audience and expect it just to grow and that is what i used to do i used to just be like okay okay i've got these amazing ideas and i'm going to execute them really well but i'm not really going to care about who's watching i'm not going to really want to connect with my audience like i've always wanted to connect with my audience but i don't think i've ever made the time to think what do they want you know and i never used to do that i used to be so selfish about it and think well the only reason you know like you have to get clear like why do you want this how are you going to do it and what are you going to do rather than just going i want a million subscribers because i want that gratification like that is not a good enough reason and by asking those questions to yourself why do i want it how am I going to go about it? You're giving yourself clarity and you're actually yeah. subconsciously making a bit of a game plan and yeah. then therefore you're going to attack it. And I'm totally, I'm totally not slagging off um, that process at all because all that is is positivity. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what everyone needs. If you, if you want to get anything in life, you need to go at it with a positive mindset yeah. and it, the chances of it happening are then tenfold rather than me yeah. going, oh, like, it's like, oh, get on scales. Mm, I want to lose 10 pounds, but don't really know how to go about it. You know, not going to lose 10 pounds. Whereas if I get on the scale, I go, oh, bloody hell, you know, okay, oh, 10 pounds heavier. Right, okay, my mission, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Right, okay, how am I going to do that? Well, I could hire a trainer. Oh, let me look online here. I've got this, Mm -hmm. oh, brilliant, there's these 10 workouts on YouTube. Oh, and here's some dietary advice as well. And the the way you approach it has completely changed and and it dictates how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally 100% for that. And I'm not slagging off sharing positivity and all that, but I am against magic. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like explain how please rather than just going i just just that that word manifest i'm just mm-hmm. like what does that mean when people use it and they, they they've read the secret now i'm going to manifest my best life and i'm just like also they it relies on things like confirmation bias without explaining it. so mm-hmm. if i suddenly say do you know what i want a i want a yellow lamborghini i my brain is going to start picking out i'm going to start noticing yellow lamborghinis everywhere yeah but that's not because that's not because oh the universe is oh it's working oh i'm seeing yellow lamborghinis no it's a it's a thing that's ingrained in your brain that when you uh want something and it goes back to caveman times this has been proven I, if i know that red berries are poisonous and blackberries are not poisonous guess what my brain is and my eyes are going to pick up on much quicker oh the blackberries back to your blackberries back to your bbms right bbms <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this has come full circle and this is all just a, a giant advert for blackberry are they still going <laughs> i don't know i hope not <laughs> no no probably well yeah i hope not i, I don't know why i hope not but i mean there's just another bit of technology no one wants <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. anyway let me stop slagging things off i hear well i say i hear i saw you this morning you have been doing uh cold showers young lady i have i talk to me about that so I watched on Netflix when I was in America, probably must have been like December, January, whenever it came out on Netflix in the USA, the Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know if you've ever okay. seen any of her stuff before. No, 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 no. Um, so I, when I worked um, for a beauty brand years ago, the one that Katie works for, I used mm-hmm. to go on, because I was uh, in social media and content there, I used to look a lot at the Goop um, sort of, website and what she promoted and what she talked about so i was like oh i really want to watch this and wim hoff was on one of the episodes love wim hoff yeah and that's how i got introduced to this cold water therapy and i was like okay cool this seems 
really great. And I used to watch, and I, I think it's Matt Devella or whatever his name is on YouTube. And he had this thing where he spoke about cold showers and the benefits of like implementing it into your morning routine. So I would have like 30 second bursts of cold water in the shower, but I lived in America in Florida and it was boiling hot all the time. So it was so yeah, easy. That's like, nice. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is actually a treat. <laughs> like this isn't really doing anything, yeah. but out of my comfort zone, like it's, it's what I need. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was too easy for me. And then I started looking more into it this year. My friend has been doing it quite a lot and she goes for mm. swims in the sea at the moment. And so the other L- day... Lucky for us to be on the island, right? Exactly. And th- that English tap water is much colder than American tap oh water, Oh my God, it's so... Especially this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So we finished work the other day just before lockdown and we all went for a swim in the sea. And I, I got in and it's so funny, you know, and you're like, once your shoulders are under, you're fine. Like, come in, it's fine. So yeah, we all just like ran in, put our shoulders under and we're still like, oh my God, this is horrible. But my friend who had been doing the shower, she was like, long inhale short sharp exhale she was like you'll get through it and it was it was lovely and mm. I felt so good afterwards and like my body felt really like yeah let's go like be motivated yeah. so I was like do you know what I'm 100%. gonna do this week I'm gonna do a whole week of cold showers only I cannot have a hot shower if I really want to I will have a hot shower but I'm gonna challenge myself and see if I can do it and it's been amazing like I honestly yeah. feel like I'm doing a video on it at the moment I feel like it's changing my day like I feel like it's putting me in such a different mood I'm so pleased for you I've had um nothing but cold showers for or probably four years now yeah um Kate, Kate when we lived at Katie's parents so yeah definitely four years ago um yeah. and I was introduced to it via Wim Hof mm-hmm. and um it it does it changes your your mental state it changes your physiology literally mm-hmm. it's it's very good for you I can just reel off a few examples now it's good for your hair it's good for your skin mm-hmm. most importantly it's good for your mood okay what it does is if you've got a million and one things popping around your brain first thing let's let's, let's imagine people waking up they wake up alarm's gone off boop right okay and now they're looking straight in on Facebook and Instagram because that's what we're all programmed to do nowadays yeah. and then they've got this idea going around the head they got work later if you jump into a cold shower and if you just go straight in, but cold shower, oh, suddenly that's all gone. You're yeah. in the moment. You're now, you are now immediately present with yourself. And again, this goes back to me saying I'm a bit of a fitness hippie because I do like this sort of alternative yeah. stuff, which is not uh-huh. in the mainstream yet, but it's definitely coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's again with meditation. And I find uh, cold showers very therapeutic and meditative um, where you just focus on your breath and mm-hmm. stay in there for like five minutes, you know? I'd say the only time I have hot showers now is if I'm just filthy. If I yeah. if I'm like covered in mud or something, because cold just doesn't. You don't feel that clean after no. cold showers. But every day, like I mean, I have to shower twice a day anyway because of like gym work and things. Yeah. But um, otherwise, I stank. Um, but cold showers are just amazing, and I highly recommend it to everyone listening to this podcast. And there are methods you can do like 30 seconds uh, cold mm. at the end of your shower and start to ease yourself into it. But if you want the biggest and best change, just don't even think about it. Just you're going into the shower, don't even turn it right down to the coldest, don't even start with a little bit of warm, just press go, grit your teeth. It's gonna. It's not gonna hurt. It's gonna be very uncomfortable for the first yeah. ten seconds. Just but focus on your breath. Focus on nice deep inhales through the nose. And I don't. I'm reading Wim Hof's latest book at the moment, and the short, sharp breaths going out. That's like designed to um, prepare you for sure. I think that's pushed. 
Yeah, and um, that's actually how your body wakes, tries to wake itself up. If you if you're going to pass out, your body convulses a little bit to be like, hey, wake up, wake up. Yeah. Um, but that's another that's another story. I'll tell you about that. Um, but that's to like tense your muscles and get blood flow to the muscles and that. But most importantly, you want blood flow to the brain. So yeah. you're in a cold shower. Okay. So just nice deep breaths. And if you if your head starts to hurt, because you can actually get, I get a bit of brain freeze if I just stay directly under it with my head um, for like more than two minutes. So yeah. I'd move around in the shower. I've got like a rainfall one, leave it on my back. Yeah. You know, it's just, but it just puts you in a good mood. And mm. 100%, if you, if, if you want to elevate your mood straight away, get in a cold shower. I mean, let me, I'm going to be honest, the first 20 seconds, you'll be like, that motherfucker told me I'm going to be in a good mood. Yeah. I'm fucking freezing. Um, it's, uh, it's funny though, how you, you adapt to it. Like when I, uh, cause I'm recording myself every morning before and after I go in, like the first day I did it, <laughs> oh, uh, not like, sorry. not like well, I'm wearing yeah. clothes. Hold on. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> it's that kind of video. Only shower. fans. Yeah. Uh, no I like before I the first day before I go in I'm I'm interested to watch the footage back because the first time I did it I was psyching myself up so much I was like oh just get over it and I I got in the shower and I got the soap and I covered myself in soap and then I went under and then I came out and then I went under then I came out and I must have been in there for a solid minute and I came out and was like well you know, I wash the soap off my body. I do smell clean. I'm clean. That's all I needed. But it felt hard. And then day two, because I don't wash my hair every day. I only wash it every three days. Um, so the, the day two was actually a hair wash day. And oh my God, I, so I do yoga every different, morning. It's a and different I, beast, isn't it? Oh, it's awful. And I was doing yoga and the whole way through yoga, I couldn't focus on what I was doing because I was thinking, I don't have to have a cold shower today. I was like, I could just put a yeah. bit of warm on no one would know. Nah, it's fine. I'll just, do, I just won't have a, I won't have a cold shower. And then I got to sit in front of the camera and I was like, right, it's day two. And I, I explained, I was like, look, this whole morning I've been battling with myself saying, I'm going to, I'm going to have a warm shower. No, I have to do it. I'll do a cold. And I just thought, just do it. Just do the cold mm. shower. So I turned it on and I stood watching the shower, hit my feet, feeling how cold it was. And was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And was like, why am I, it's water. And it's You're so already funny. thought about it too much. But yeah, you mm. think about it too much. And the fear was building up so much. And then when I stood under it, I just let it, I let it stay there. And I was like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. And now like today, day six, I got in that shower. I didn't even let the water run first. I just turned it on, stood straight under yeah. it and enjoyed That's it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And the first 10 seconds, you're like, oh, gosh, oh, yeah. sort of chilly, Willie. But then after that, you're like, hold on. And then you, you, I bet after that, after that cold shower, you're like, bloody hell, I've given myself an hour's worth of stress this morning. I haven't mm -hmm. fully enjoyed my yoga session because of it. Yeah. And I've just created this anxiety around it when the best thing you can do is just to get, step in the shower, turn that bitch on, and fucking stay there for one minute. Yeah. Because after one minute, it's not that cold anymore. You know? No, and I, I think and it teaches you a lot. I think it, it you start to learn like everything you stress about and everything you get anxious about isn't as bad as you think it is. No. And there's also um I want to talk about like self-care and things as mm -hmm. well, but in the same breath, I I find that there's sometimes a little bit too much self-care mm -hmm. and not enough uh focus on let's try to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay? And, and that is a good mental toughness practice. It's just like, it's almost a little bit of discipline because we can talk in a moment about how we need to be kind to ourselves mm -hmm. and how, if we're having a bad day, that we need to be able to do this and not feel guilty about it. And I'm totally 100% for that. Um, up until recently, I've never had a situation in my life where I haven't felt 
good for a long period of time, but very mm. recently for like three days, I just didn't feel good. Yeah. And I had to take a few sec, few days to just give myself some self-care. And we'll talk about that at the moment. But my practice and the way I approach things most of the time is not, maybe this is coming from a man's, t- man's uh, uh, standpoint, like, where it's yeah. kind of like the toughen up a little mm. bit, but that's not always the case, but there is an element of that, which I recommend highly to everyone is that sometimes you just need to, in, it's there's it's i read um books on um have you ever heard of david goggins i recognize the name but i don't david Go- yeah by david he's goggins. very much a mental toughness guy he runs mm. ultra marathons he's an ex-navy seal i've listened to i highly recommend podcasts with him and his audio his audio book and his book um mm. can't hurt me it's all about mental toughness um there is a time when you just need to embrace the suck and try to get comfortable being uncomfortable not yeah. all the time and i'm not mm. saying to people you need to man up because that is not always the answer and no. i don't even necessarily like that turn of phrase anymore because no, it just is neg- just negative so, connotation yeah. it's ingrained into us because as yeah. we grow up it's just like oh man up you know yeah. what i mean but um yeah and yeah fucking man up and get in a cold shower <laughs> <laughs> stop stop thinking about it turn it on wait for just a minute and then if, after a minute it really hurts if you put that warm back on that's fine and then you and then you can st- start to increase your time as mm-hmm. it goes on uh, and like I said, I've done, I don't even hesitate now to get in the shower, cold shower. Someone yeah. is like, oh God, this is going to hurt. And it's funny, you know, you were talking about, oh, in Florida, it being quite nice. Because I've done it for so long now, I know the difference in temperature when we have a winter here and when yeah. we have a summer. Like summer cold showers over here, it's still quite nice. Mm-hmm. When you are in January, you're like, whoa, <laughs> Nelly. You're like, that. The, the pipes are cold. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it gets so bad. But, but uh, I mean, it's going. It's so good for your. Oh, it's so, so good. good. More but than physical. Going back to what you were just saying about, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. I think our brains are, and I think it's like a science, like we're, our whole system works on being comfortable and making sure yep. we're not uncomfortable. Like our brain always wants us to find the comfort, which is why we procrastinate and do things like that. Because we like sometimes things that we procrastinate on are hard things or things that will make us uncomfortable but we know it's stuff we have to do and I recently had some really bad days I had like three days where I just I didn't want to get out of bed I had no motivation to do anything and I do you know what I did I made myself such a victim and Mm -hmm. that's when I think it's bad like okay day one I genuinely just I needed some self-care I'd run myself into the ground with work and I'd run myself into the ground with stuff I was doing on the side and I just I didn't really have any time to relax and so I needed like a self-care day so I gave myself that and then day two approached and I felt really shit and down again and I was like oh come on man I was like this is so stupid but I couldn't get myself out of it and then I went into the third day and I woke up and I thought I've got a choice right now and I can be a victim of my own feelings and make it out like oh woe is me like it's just so unfair it's so sad that I feel like this I can't get out of this hole and it wasn't coming like I've been depressed in the past and I've had a tendency to fall into like a depression, but it wasn't, that's not what it was. And I understand like a lot of people when they're having mental health problems, that is not a choice. You can't choose to just be happy. But mm. I, that, in that day, I, I could choose to either stay in bed and feel sorry for myself or wake up and be like, just do the shit that you know you want to do. It's not that you mm. don't want to do it. It's that it's going to make you feel uncomfortable. It's stuff that is hard um, but you know, hard is good sometimes. Like nothing in life should just be easy if it's worth it in the long run. I think like it's, I don't know. I just, I honestly, I got in such a victim mindset and it was just, 
like looking at myself now, I'm like, that was really pathetic. I'm really silly of yeah. me because I just wasted my time. I, I completely empathize and I completely understand where you're coming from. And I mm. actually believe a lot of it is just down to the current climate that we're, mm. that we're living in. So like I, uh, pre second lockdown, I was uh, back in the gym. I was training people. I was working. Uh, I, I, I had the exact same thing as you. And I think during the first lockdown, I never, I didn't stop working. And in fact, I almost worked even more. Mm -hmm. So um, a typical week for me at the moment, or let's go back a year. Yeah. Typical week for me would be, I start looking after the guy I look after on a Sunday morning mm -hmm. and I finish on a Tuesday morning. I do a 48 hour shift living with him. I then finish work. I'd cycle to the gym and I'd train people all day. Then the next day, and then I'd get home maybe 5 p.m. Wednesday morning, back in the gym, 7 a.m. And I'm not leaving the gym then until 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. Thursday morning, gym, probably 8 a.m., leaving probably 7 p.m. And then Friday morning, gym, 7 a.m., leaving about 5 p.m. Meaning that I'd have Friday night to sort of, to myself, me and Katie in there, and then I'd have Saturday. And then it repeats. And we're not built to do six six days a week work no. um because you never have time for yourself and it's my job as a personal trainer is very easy i really enjoy it because and that's why it's easy because i enjoy it it doesn't feel like work yeah however when you've got to be um smiley and happy and uh invested in every single customer every single client that comes through the door you don't realize that it doesn't affect you in the moment but you get to the end of the day and you're like wow i am drained i'm mm -hmm. and then you don't realize that oh i've taken on so-and-so was telling me about their problem and so-and-so and was telling me about their problem and you kind of become a counsellor as well and that just weighs heavy on your mind mm -hmm. and then it gets to Saturday and you're like okay so I've been I've, I've worked all week oh my friends want to do this tonight but me and Katie haven't done anything together for these many days oh and I haven't seen my mum for two weeks and she wants to go out for a coffee and Nan needs help with her computer and then you find that your day off you're doing I'm going to call so it much. chores, yeah. not necessarily things that you want to do. There's no self-care there. And yet I ended up getting into a bit of a rut with that. So when lockdown first happened, I was like, sweet, I've got all this time to myself. I've got a PlayStation 4, which I haven't touched for two years. I'm going to fire that bad boy up. And I did for the first week. I started playing Call of Duty with the boys, as you do. And then I was like, my, my brain, because it's used to like, it's like yourself, I'm a little bit of a, a workaholic. And I'd make work mm -hmm. for myself. I'd be like, I'm wasting my time. I could be reading a book. Oh, I could yeah. be going and playing my piano. I could be doing this. This is shit. Even though I'm enjoying myself, now I'm not enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't touch the PlayStation again for after one week of lockdown. And uh, so then I started doing online classes. And then I was doing three online classes a week, which is not a lot. Yeah. But there's the prep. There's the prep involved with that. And um, I, do you remember? Uh, well, I'll, I'll go to this in a second. And then I was filming YouTube stuff at the time as well. And then I was like, oh, now that kind of felt like a job as well. And then I was, also had the care work. And there was overtime coming up with the care work. Yeah. I, like, I felt more busy during the first lockdown than the second one. And uh, so that's completely changed my approach to how, how I've taken on board this one. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as that lockdown lifted and I was back in the gym and everyone was like, oh, cool, sweet. How did you spend lockdown? And I was like, I feel like I need a fucking holiday. Why? Yeah. Well, and, then, and then I was back to doing six days a week with one day off to basically go and, mm -hmm. sounds bad, see family and help family and look after yeah. people. I've got, I've got, you know, a, a, well, I've got a dad, a, a, my dad's an alcoholic and he's got problems and I'm helping and looking after him. And you know how difficult that can be mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and it's, um, you, your dad's not an alcoholic. I'm not saying You've your own family, yeah. you know, to look after. And uh, it just, you, then you think, hold on a minute, where's, where's time for Haley? 
where's time for will you know yeah. and you can't serve others from an empty vessel okay mm. your if your cup isn't full you can't help anyone else no. and i feel like what you've ended up doing and what i ended up doing it was just it was just burnout yeah. it was just burned out and you need to take that you like you say you took two days and i did exactly the same i took one day i was like oh, i'm gonna do nothing i'm gonna look after myself i'm gonna be nice mm -hmm. to myself blah 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 woke up the next day and i was like why don't i feel good yet yeah i took that day okay maybe i need one more day mm -hmm. and i'd cancelled all clients and everything and uh, I didn't actually feel good until after the third day. And I was like, okay, I feel a little bit more normal now. And that's because I think on the third day, I was like, right, okay, stop being a bit of a victim here. You've had your pity party. Mm -hmm. Now let's do something to help yourself. Yeah. So it's all well and good. And this is what I said at the beginning. I want to talk about self-care. It's all well and good saying, right, run yourself a bath, read a book, put on some nice music, chill out, meditate, take some time for yourself. If you want to play video games for eight hours, go and play video games for eight hours, yeah. okay? If you want to go and destroy a pizza, that's fine. You do you, hon. Make yourself better. But you can't do that for very long because you're only going to make things worse. Yeah. You need to then, when you, and I, I completely respect that it's not possible for some people, it's not possible for me to say you need to make a choice because sometimes mm -hmm. you don't feel like you have a choice in your head. Yeah. Sometimes when you wake up, you're like, I'm staying in bed today. I don't have mm -hmm. the, it's not a choice of, I. it's not me saying I have a choice of I can either lay in bed or get out and do 20 burpees. Sometimes that choice isn't there and, and you need to accept that and not beat yourself up about it. Yeah. But when you find yourself in that position where you go, I could do this, that's when you've got to seize that opportunity mm -hmm. and, and, and be like, do you know what? I'm going to beat myself up here in a, in a good way. I'm going to do something good for me because I know I'm going to feel good after. So when that opportunity arises, that's when you need to sort of strike whilst the iron is hot. Take it, but yeah. don't, beat, don't beat yourself up if you find that that opportunity isn't there because sometimes you do, do just need two or three days to do absolutely fuck all yeah i mean my way of coping was i went and i saw a mate this was pre-second lockdown in a pub had a few drinks and then i realized the next day i was like oh, that's not gonna actually gonna help me at all yeah because i find when i drink it actually affects me for a couple of days i kind of do feel very low and i was like well that was a bit silly yeah don't do that today and um and then you know come the third day when i was like right okay we're feeling right we, we're gonna sort ourselves out now yeah we're gonna do this today and we're gonna feel better then do it but don't beat yourself up if you find you haven't got the choice you haven't yeah. got the mental ca capacity to make that choice and don't push yourself into an, a situation where you don't feel comfortable because it will just make things yeah, worse it will make and it i'm worse. not a doctor and everyone like i think more and more we're realizing everyone is human and we all mm -hmm. have these reactions and like as much as you could be a really headstrong person that's you know had a really good life and hasn't really had much trauma or bad things happen to them they're still going to experience anxiety they're still going to experience mm -hmm. bouts of depression because we live in a world where there is a lot of pressure that you can't see and like even though you know you could have everything there's still going to be stuff that's going to get you down and there's still going to be external things at play that you can't control and that is just how life is and i think we all go through that and it happened it does it happens to every single person and sometimes you can't even recognize it in yourself like the way i was feeling before that 3 days i had i just i was like i feel awful and i kept saying to chris i was like i feel i just i can't explain how i feel and he was like i think you're doing too much and he was like you don't ever not do something and i was like what do you mean he was like well you work a lot and you work long days and you come home and you're straight into your laptop editing or working on the next thing and he was like and then it's like your your 
con- your body is moving all the time and then you go to sleep and then you wake up really early and you do this, you do that and you're moving to the next thing and you're moving on. He was like, I think you might be experiencing burnout. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. And he's like, yeah, you I are. Totally, you totally are there. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I see so many parallels um, between me and you and obviously loads of people listening as well, because mm-hmm. we all, everyone is under so much pressure these days. And I totally believe it's because of social media. But let me, let me read you something really quick. I've got mm-hmm. notes on my phone here. This is my lockdown diary. This is what I wrote maybe last week going into this mm-hmm. next lockdown. Every day, one hour piano, 20 minutes, language app. 15 minutes meditation, 30 minutes reading, one Metcom workout a day, stretch 20 minutes a day, Shakti mat 20 minutes three times a week, heavy thrusters twice a week. I've just, from basically having a month off, I've given myself a list of chores to do every single day because I feel guilty if I sit still. Mm-hmm. And I look at that list now and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot because you've got normal life coming up. Before we had this chat today, it's 9.30 in the morning when we started this. Uh, I'd been out for a run with Katie and I come back and I was, I was, doing adult stuff i was applying for a freaking um uh what's uh, a balance transfer credit card before we do an oyster i was like i've got normal stuff to do we're building a new gym down the road i can't fit everything in and by not and if if, if you get into your own head with lists and things if you don't complete it doesn't matter if i've written a list of 10 jobs if i complete nine i'm not happy yeah because that one job you didn't do and you should feel bad about that because you're not productive which is completely not the way to look at you. You've done fucking nine jobs today. Chill mm-hmm. out. And I had this conversation with a friend the other day who was experiencing burnout. And I said, you need to put less pressure on yourself. And that is why I don't like Instagram or Facebook because no. none of it's real. No. None of it is real. No. Folks. It's, it's definitely getting there, but it's still not real. But this is like, so last lockdown, I had this same problem. I, so I went through the beginning and I didn't really feel that much pressure because I was still under the illusion that my job would be there. So it was very much this, like I was in a weird headspace at the beginning and being like, yeah, everything's gonna be fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then it wasn't fine. And then I came back to the island and I was every single day I was waking up and I'm I'm not even joking. I was writing to-do lists that had about 30 things on there and they weren't small things. They were big things. And every day I couldn't do it. I was like, oh, just, I can't, I don't have the strength to do this. It's too much. And I tick off like two or three things and then feel shit about it. Going into this lockdown, having had such a busy previous few months out of lockdown, I sat down with myself and I was like, slow down, slow down and don't have a list of things like last time I was like right I need to go on Skillshare every day and get a membership and complete all these online courses and I need to do this many videos and then I started the podcast and I was like oh I need to make sure I'm doing this many a week and, and then do this and this and this this time the only thing I promised myself was to read a couple of books I was like I, mm. I haven't read much this year and I usually read quite a lot and I was like okay this lockdown, I'm going to make time for the things that are important to me, the things that I've always said I don't have time, which isn't a thing, by the way. (laughs) So I was like, right, that is my only promise to myself. And in doing that, I have, I just put an Instagram thing up today saying like what I've completed in the six days. And and I was so impressed with myself because none of that I put pressure on myself and I've balanced it really well because I will read my book in the morning and the evening. I will do whatever work I want to do. And if I want to do a course, I'll do a course. But then I'll also still make time to watch stuff on Netflix and watch YouTube videos and go for a walk and 
do things that I enjoy and everything I am doing is all stuff that I actually want to do and it's not stuff that I'm telling myself I have to do and that's the difference in this lockdown so far to last lockdown like I there's there's zero pressure on myself and I actually feel so much more accomplished motivated and determined compared to last time and as a result you feel happier right yeah because you you've you've not You've, you've given yourself the opportunity to be happy but beforehand mm. if you put so much pressure on yourself i must bake three banana loaves every fucking day then you're not gonna experience happiness do you know no. what i mean and and comparison is the thief of joy that's a yeah. really good quote that i like mm. um and it's all and life is all about balance i find so i could i could say to you now that i've seen that post that you put up this morning and i was like Haley's only set herself a goal of doing uh, three things and she's done this whole list of things. That's amazing. Good for her. Now, what you need to do is not compare yourself in a week's time if you're having a shit week to go, yeah. fucking hell, what was wrong? what's wrong with me? Last week I did all of this and I only set out mm-hmm. to do that. I'm a piece of shit. Why can't I be like Haley last week? Yeah. Life doesn't work like that. No. It's up and down. It's waves. You're going to find good bits. You're going to mm-hmm. find bad bits. Okay. Going back to what you said earlier about um, our bodies wanting our, our minds wanting the most comfortable outcome all the time it's the same with your body it's called uh, homeostasis mm-hmm. that's when your body basically your body doesn't want to change that's why it's very very um hard for people to find motivation to get up and work out if we don't yeah. have to whereas if a robber jumped through the window now you'd fucking sprint out of there quicker than you wouldn't have to find the motivation to do it no. the motivation is there okay um, but your body never wants to change, which is why people find it hard to stick to diets and it's hard, why they find it hard to stick to exercise programs, particularly when they have to work hard. People get really annoyed. Um, I, the scales are a good tool to determine, well, yeah, all it does is determine your relationship with gravity. That's all it's really determining. Now, it's not saying whether, you're, uh, whether you've lost body fat. It doesn't say whether you're a good person. It doesn't say if you're a pig. It doesn't say if you're a piece of shit. It's your relationship with gravity on any given day. Now, only through experience and through um, knowledge and experience, I don't, I'm not fussed about scales anymore at all. No. And in fact, I think this is completely different. When I was listening to yours and Emmy's podcast um, from a few weeks back, but I listened to it this morning, mm-hmm. the, uh, a woman's relationship with her weight is, is, is not completely different to that of a man, but I've, you were talking about experiences which I've never, ever had before. And I, yeah. middle school was shit for me. I was bullied throughout middle school. I was fatter than everyone else. And, um, you know, it was just a crap time. I mean, high school got a little bit better, but, you know, kid, kids are horrible, aren't we? Yeah. But um, when, um, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this because she said it in the podcast herself, but Amy said when she was told by her mum to go a size up, uh, when they were clothes shopping, you know, she burst into tears and she yeah. didn't want to be there. And I was like, wow, that's from being told that she should go up, perhaps go up a size. There's that negative stigma attached to that. The young girls in particular um, are, are having to deal with. And that's mm-hmm. pre Instagram. That's pre Facebook. Yeah. That's when all you're reading is the, the, the teen magazines and seeing the airbrushed photos but now I can't pick up my phone without Instagram going, pick me up, you know, or, or something like that. I mean, I've contemplated deleting them before, but only because I have work. I directly use it for work as well. Yeah. It's the only reason I have it. Um, and I just find that now there needs to be a lot more clarity with what is real and what isn't. I can look at any fitness influencer on Instagram now and I can, I can tell you that 
and, and other people will tell you that that is one photo out of a hundred where the lighting is just right. Mm -hmm. They have just done um, a little work out there. They've got a bit of a pump on. Okay. They've dieted for this day and uh, the lighting's right and they're wearing brand new clothes and they look the part and everyone's like, wow, that's amazing. They look really good. Scroll. Oh, wow. They look really good too. Scroll. Fucking hell. Why does everyone look good except for me? Do you know what I mean? None of it's real. All those people are, they are selling. They're selling themselves. They are a brand yeah. and it's, it's indirect. So they might not be selling um, that photo. They might be selling leggings that are in that photo, mm -hmm. or they might just be building their brand so that you mm -hmm. invest more time with them. Um, I'm not going to name any uh, big pers Instagram personal trainers, but there's people out there that their body is their income. Yeah. Okay. And, and not in terms of like only fans, not selling photos, but they sell workouts and workout plans and people buy them based on how that person looks yeah okay now i could line up a million different personal trainers and everyone looks different okay i know personal trainers that are big built shredded bodybuilders and i'm like wow and then but to, I, I know that he's got exactly the same qualification as me and i know that the girl that has deadlifted record weights might have the same qualification as me but the way that people perceive it from what they see is, wow, that guy, massive. He must really know how to build strength and oh, no, build muscle. He must know the secrets. And then if they brand themselves well, then they're going to get a lot of clients based upon mm -hmm. basically how they look. Same goes for uh, a, a record weightlifting female. She's going to have all the secrets for building strength. Now, I don't look like either of those people. I'm not a record weightlifter and I'm not a big bodybuilder. I'm the fattest fit guy you'll ever meet. That's how I describe myself. But we all know the same thing. And there's no secret. Mm -hmm. the, the old wives, not the old wives, but the old sayings like eat less and do more as vague as it is. And I hate to say that that's how you lose weight. And yeah. it's always going to be calories in versus calories out. And I will talk a little bit about tools like my fitness pal, which I know you hate as well. So it's going to be good to have a little, <laughs> I know you do. And I do as well. I do as well because it's wrongly used mm -hmm. and it's manipulative and if i had it and if i owned my fitness power i would use it better and i'd yeah. have safeguards in place as well because all that is is um i was about to say that's not a product you ever seen that that new social uh, is it the social dilemma social on Netflix? Dilemma, yeah. yeah yeah so um and funny enough you said to any as well it's like oh yeah my fitness power it, it even wants you to put your link up with your friends on that it's a borderline social media profile. Yeah. And by you putting in the stuff that you eat regularly, all you're doing is giving that information on based. It knows where you are location based because you can, you, you can sync it with map my run as well. Mm -hmm. And it knows what you like to eat. So, okay, well in the adverts, I'm going to start showing you there's a McDonald's down the road or there's KFC yeah. on your regular run route or, or not even that. Oh, I know that because I share my information with this other app as well. I know that you like this personal trainer's workouts online. Well, I'm going to, charge her and i'm going to advertise i'm going yeah. to share those with you yeah um i really liked the quote uh, i think his name's tristan harris uh is the guy that made that film he worked for google for a very long time he uh said if the product if, if the product is free it's not a product you are the product yeah you, you are, are handing product. over your information yeah. you are handing over your information and we're all ticking that box no one's read terms and conditions ever no. you're ticking that box like yeah whatever what's the worst that can happen turns out quite a lot like yeah. five years with the iPhone, the iPhone came out. Um, when did the iPhone come out? Like twelve years ago? I don't perhaps? know. Seems like twelve a, years ago. Age ago, yeah. What was life like without iPhones? And how about <laughs> if we're twelve years in now? What's it going to be like in fifty years' time? How much? That's what scares me. <laughs> how, yeah. How much information 
we have given away all of our information yeah. right now. There's not much more they can get. They can market anything to us very, very easily. Um, and oh my goodness, I'm sounding like a bloody conspiracy theorist now. No, but this is but, like uh, this is what makes me laugh about people who are like, I don't want to share my credit card details and or like my club card details. I'm like, dude, you've done that on your phone. You, you're yeah, doing it. You've done it. It's yeah. done. It's all the Facebook huns on in, uh, as well. They're like, I'm not having a vaccine. I've seen the comments. I've read this article. Meanwhile, they'll go do some coke up a toilet like, <laughs> in, in a nightclub. Yeah. Not each to their own. I'm not into drugs. Yeah. It's fine. Each to their own. But, but yeah, it's, it's balanced, isn't it? Yeah, um, swings and no, it's not balanced. I'm not balancing drugs. I'm saying it's... Um, <laughs> well, it swings it, and roundabouts. It's, like everyone's... It's, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I won't have a drug that's been made by scientists, but Dodgy Dave, on the other hand, he's got some <laughs> Absolutely. <fun ones>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. The biggest, as much as I make mo uh, my money in fitness, the fitness industry is built upon lies. Mm. <laughs> Always oh has my been. God. It, it, it's, it's built upon a promise and, and, and the, the, it never delivers. Oh, right. Okay. So if a uh, fat loss product, a shake or a pill, right, could make you lose seven pounds in seven days, or I don't know, insert outlandish claim here, guess what? It's not going to be sold for $39.99 in boots. No. It's going to be costing you 50 grand and you're going to get it from a, a, a pharmaceutical company directly. Yeah. There is no such thing. Fat burners do not work. Disclaimer, they may burn an additional 100 to 250 calories. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It depends what's in the product, but that's because of a process called thermogenesis where it basically just increases your core body temperature for a little bit. So you're burning more calories at rest. Okay. But that can't but be good for your heart. No, I remember I took a, I think I took a pre-workout once and it was called a lava stick, right? It's not around anymore. There's a lot of products in the fitness industry that don't last for more than a year because they're deemed dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, I had this thing called a lava stick and I took it and half an hour later, I was like blowing up. My face had gone completely red. I had tingling everywhere. It was like the worst. You sometimes get that with uh, pre-workouts anyway. It's a chemical called oh, beta alanine. Beta alanine mm -hmm. can make you very like tingly, and people are like, Oh, yeah, I'm so fucking pumped to work out. Um, particularly if you snort it, um, <laughs> that was a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> um, go, um, but I thought I was, I just had tried because I, I don't like avocados, and I just tried an avocado at lunchtime was on toast, and I was like, Maybe I'm allergic to avocados, so I went to the pharmacist, right? And I'm walking in there, like bright red face, I'm like jittery, I'm like, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. And the lady's like, I think you are too. <laughs> anyway, turns out, no, you can't be allergic to avocados. <laughs> like, well, maybe you can, but I wasn't. Yeah. And um, I'd just taken this product, which was basically really, really bad for you. And uh, yeah, so don't buy fat burners, kids. I know so um, many people that have had experiences like that. My friend at uni, she used to take this pill that she'd buy online. And she might listen to this episode. And I've not spoken to her about it ever since she told me. But I don't know what it was, but I'm sure it was speed. She would oh, take God. it and she would be in a 24-hour gym in the middle of the night on like the, the stepper machine or, you know, like doing some mad mad cardio and she lost <laughs> an extreme amount of weight like she dropped yeah. so many dress sizes and look she, i mean she she looked she looked thin but i don't think she looked the healthiest and mm -hmm. everyone was like that that's that's definitely speed 
Um, people were mm. kind of saying it to her, but behind her back as well, everyone was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's taking speed and she doesn't realize it's speed and this shouldn't be on the market. And yeah. everyone was really concerned. I was like, I feel like that can cause a heart attack because she is putting can. so much pressure on her heart and she doesn't even realize it. And I'm not someone that like is understanding the science of exercise and like how it, you know, like how sort of stuff works with your heart. But from an outsider looking in, I was like, that yeah. seems dangerous. Yeah. Your, your heart can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a product called Jacked 3D. Or I think it was Jack 3D. So it Jack 3D. So it's like Jacked spells Jack, yeah. uh, which was just like a really big pre-workout. I think I had a com- compound in it called ephedrine. Right. which um, was also a fat burning thing, but it was actually pretty good at it. But do you know what the best fat burning drug is? Cocaine, because you don't fucking eat anything. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer, don't take cocaine. Yeah. Um, but people were taking it and uh, a handful of people died. Um, really? One woman, when she, was, when she was doing a marathon, she severe dehydration because these things dehydrate you as well. Yeah. Uh, she died, I remember that, that was in the news. And then there was another person as well. I also want to talk about uh, this trend of at the beginning. So we'll talk about this first and then I suppose we'll move into supplements. At, um, mm-hmm. Before it was always like zero fat, no fat. There's no fat in this. Low fat, no fat. And then it suddenly was like chocolate bars with added protein. And like that, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of this, this is, I feel like it's a trend and it's a thing that chocolate bars did because they know that protein sells. Mm-hmm. Like what's so, your views on all of this? So, no, um, you've got carbohydrates, you've got fats, and you've got protein. Okay, mm-hmm. all of those are macronutrients. You could argue that fiber is also a macronutrient, mm-hmm. but it is effectively a carb. Okay, now every six to ten years, one of those never, never really protein, which either fats or carbs, will be demonized in yeah. one way, shape, or form. And then you'll find three or four different uh, new diets um, come out, okay? And it's literally people just cashing in on old news saying, oh, well, actually, fat is responsible for you being overweight and out of shape because ABC. And then in five years' time, it'll change again. It'll be like, well, actually, carbs are responsible for you being fat uh, because of X, Y, Z. When, in fact, all macronutrients are essential. Well, actually, mm-hmm. they're not. Carbohydrates are not essential to, the, to your body because your body will um, create carbohydrates in itself. Your body, you could eat chicken breast, but your body would convert it into a sugar through a process called uh, gluconeogenesis, where it converts protein into um, glucose, into sugar, basically. Yeah. It's, really, it's called blood sugar, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I sound really clever when I say things like that. I impress myself sometimes. <laughs> so smart. I'm so clever. I've read a book. Um, but it's, um, yeah, carbs are non-essential. Fats are essential. Protein is essential as well. But uh, you ideally, in today's modern society, none of it needs to be demonized. Uh, right now, there's a big surge in keto. Mm-hmm. And keto diets is exactly what the Atkins diet was 15 years ago. It's yeah. just like eliminating carbohydrates and just focusing on high fat because, and this is their, this is how they sum it up in less than two sentences. Um, when your body, when you just eat fats, your body will start using fats for a fuel source and you'll become lean as a result. No, it won't. Your body, it'll take you, it'll take you about two weeks to get into it and they call it ketosis. And people say, yeah, I'm in ketosis and I'm, I'm using these keto sticks and I'm, 
it's there's a lot of crap products out there and there's literally they have these sticks called like, like piss sticks and you piss on it and it'll tell you whether you're in ketosis or not but if you wanted to be in real ketosis and ketosis is when your body is using fat as a fuel source and converting that into uh, glucose then you need to not basically have any carbohydrates for about two weeks for your body to be in a state of ketosis or you can do a prolonged fast where you don't eat anything for about four to five days it's all about balance and it's the boring yeah. answer because no, no one wants is. to hear the boring answer no um you got like i said the best diet is the one you can stick to which is healthy and you enjoy mm -hmm. it but that doesn't package up nicely and doesn't sit in a book nicely and it doesn't no. have the secret that i can then pass on and sell you mm. fitness and exercise is not necessarily about how you look that's a byproduct it's how you um, feel it's how you feel and it's mm. how you sleep sleep again super duper important did you know here's an anecdote for you if you could bottle the effects the good sleep have on your body and sold it, that would be a performance enhancing drug. That's a quote from the book. That's a, an anecdote. That's how good it is for you. If you, mm. could if you could bottle the benefits of it and you could get ahead of your competition that way, that, that drug would be banned. It's so hard to verbalize how I feel about it because when people ask me for diet plans and that as well, I say, I'm not going to write you a meal plan oh well so and so writes me a meal plan and, and i want a meal plan and i'm like okay we'll stay with so and so then because if i write you a meal plan or you're gonna not stick to it because you're gonna say I'm you don't want a particular you're restricted and i don't like to restrict people so when i do um work out some plans for people i give people a calorie guideline yeah. and um so and I would always say to them, use my fitness pal. Um, and I did think this morning after what you said, you know, you've had negative uh, experiences with it. It has made me think twice about promoting that, but there's, there's not another big tool out there that does the same thing at the moment. I, I mean, if, if, if I could really, really summarize as a, as a fitness professional, um, what is the best way to, and the healthiest and the most fulfilling and the best for our mind, body and spirit, finding a balance between healthy food that you enjoy um exercise that you enjoy uh regular meditation and stepping away from your phone because this device that we're all listening to this on right now is um it's, it's, it's amazing what we have in our pockets can make us happy rich and successful and popular but we're all not using it the right way and there we have it folks the secret to a happy healthy life is balance no superhero capes or magic diet pills it's all about balance i hope you enjoyed today's episode it was a really fun energizing conversation that i just absolutely loved having it was great to catch up with will so thank you will for coming on the podcast today i hope you enjoyed it as much as i enjoyed it and i hope all of you listening enjoyed it as much as hopefully the both of us as always if you are enjoying the podcast it would mean a huge amount if you could rate and review us and let us know what you think and I will speak to you next week for another episode of Conversation Time. <laughs>